Welcome to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all. This is the place where we talk real and we live Jesus. Hello and welcome to Ministry Focus. I am your host, Chad Nall. And you know what matters? How we live our life. Do you understand so many people are watching? They're waiting for we as Christians to mess up. That's, that's their desire, to catch you messing up so they can say, See, living for God is not all it's cracked up to be. Listen to what Paul has to say about it in 2 Timothy chapter 3. We'll be reading in verse 10. Listen to what it says. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and also patience. It, then if we go down to verse number 14, it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Here we hear about a twofold desire. First, for God to continue what he started for us. Can I tell you, God's not a quitter. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. However, he can and he will stay his hand if we do not respond. He can suspend the blessings if we fail to obey. Number two, for us to continue what we started for God. In Luke chapter 9, verse 62, it says, And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. God wants Christians that won't throw in the towel when the going gets tough. God wants Christians that will live out a life of holiness and consecration before this present world. You see, the emphasis here in this chapter is on knowledge and responsibility. Paul informed Timothy about the character of the last days, meaning there will be times, seasons of different kinds. But as the times draw to a close, they will become perilous. The word, this word means dangerous, hard to deal with, savage. Look with me in verse 1 of 2 Timothy chapter 3. It says, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. He didn't say they may come. He didn't say possibly come. He said they shall come. They will come. Dangerous times, hard to deal with, savage times. Paul then goes on to instruct him how to respond. You see, action must be based on knowledge. Too many Christians are like the pilot who informed his passengers, hey, we're lost, but we're making good time. These last days begin with the ministry of Jesus Christ and will continue until he returns. They are called the last days because in them God is completing his purposes for his people. Because our Lord has delayed his return, some people mock at the promise of his coming. But if he will come as pro- but he will come as promised. One of the many things that the apostle Paul was urging Timothy to continue in was the manner of life that he had witnessed during the ministry of Paul. If we define this term manner of life, it means the conduct conducting training, education, discipline, hey, a way or a course of life. Paul is discussing a lifestyle of a Christian. A Christian will live differently than a non-Christian. People who have been born again, saved by the grace of God, bought by the blood of Jesus, live a life that is uniquely different and foreign to those that are non-believers. Paul reminded Timothy that he had been a faithful servant of God. It's important in these difficult days that we follow the right spiritual leaders. Paul's manner of life backed up his messages. He did not preach sacrifice and live in luxury. He gave to others far more than he received from them. He stood up for the truth, even when it meant losing friends and in the end, losing his own life. Paul was a servant, not a celebrity. 
we can find multiple references to this burden in Paul's writings. First, I want to talk about the remembering of the old life. You see, Paul's writings were full of the contrast of in the manner of life of the unsaved and that of the saved. The word that Paul used synonymously with manner of life was the word conversation. We see it multiple times in Ephesians. You can look that up. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. Matter of fact, verse 22 says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the former conduct, the former way of life, meaning the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So, hey, you know what? We have to look backwards to look forward at times to understand where we came from. We don't act the way we used to act as Christians. Then he says, hey, you know what? We have to look to the receiving of the new life. Paul was eternally grateful for the day that God gave him a new life. He preached about it. He taught about it. He wrote about it, and he thanked God for it. In Romans chapter 6, verse 4, it says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Let's be honest. Before we got saved, we didn't have a life. We may have existed, but we didn't have life. God gave us life, and he gave us a life. We exchanged a life of unbelief for a life of faith. We gave up a life of hopelessness for a life of hope. We traded a life of addictions and bondages, bondage for a life of freedom and liberty. We swapped a life with no meaning for a life of purpose. Then we want to look at the reflection of a right life. Paul was always reminding Timothy to be an example to the people of God and to the world around him. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, Verse 12, it says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and also in purity. If we walk in the correct manner of life, it should and it will be a reflection of our conversion. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, it says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Our Hey, listen, our new life, our way of life, the conduct in which we live should be a reflection of the conversion from the old man to the new man, from the lost to the saved. It should also be a reflection of our calling. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15, it says, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That means that our manner of life should indicate that we are striving to be holy. Listen, holiness is commanded, so be ye. Holiness is comprehensive. Be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Holiness is a choice. You can be holy if you will separate yourself from this present world and separate yourself to an almighty God. And then there's also a reflection of our commitment. Our manner of life is different from this life that the world lives. 2 Timothy 2, 4 says, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. We have been called to show the world something different. Matter of fact, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into marvelous light. I don't know where you're at listening to this, but I should have just uh, heard a praise God. Hallelujah. Amen to that. You see, Paul's doing his best to challenge Timothy. If we look at verse 14, he says to continue in the things that thou hast learned and hast been assured of. One of those things was the manner of life that he had witnessed in the life of the Apostle Paul. The Christian life is different from the life of an unsaved world. So let me ask you this morning, will you take an inventory of your manner of life? Is it the life of the saved? Is it the life of the consecrated, sold-out, spirit-filled believer? It can be. Hey, maybe you're there, maybe you're hearing this, and you you don't understand what it means to walk in holiness because you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You can. The Word of God says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the, the Lord Jesus shall be saved. That's just how simple it is. Put your faith and trust in Him and let Him be the Lord of your life. Amen. If you need to talk, if you have questions about that, hey, reach out to me. You can reach me at chadnallministries.org on the contact page. I'll be glad to reach back out to you. Hey, uh, believers, have a great week. Go out and live a life that is conducive to the Christian life that honors and uh, that honors and glorifies an almighty God. God bless. Look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all the place where we talk real and live Jesus. Be sure to tune in next week as we focus on another area of ministry in the local church.